The dream has been made real, and you're all in it. Ooh. Wow. Which dream? Nobody knows. I had a dream last night about some tacos. Was that the dream? It could be. Were we all in it? No. So it's not the dream. Could not, it's not the dream then. My dream has dancing ponies and chickens and lions and pandas. That could be the dream. That was made real at MCC. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see in a little bit. There was not, not a lot of dancing going on. Yeah, because everyone forgot the moves to the um, badger, badger, mushroom dogs. Hmm. Wrong, wrong conference, Rick. Uh, okay, this was a very sucky intro, actually. Yeah, it's okay. You're a very sucky intro. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. <laughs> let's start the show. Magical Crypto. Magical Crypto. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. What's a young pony to do in a sea of shady ICOs? A lion's courage can light up even the darkest of shadows. Okay, and with me still Will Panda, and we had Samson just drinking some whiskey or something, or nope, already drinking alcohol. It's nine a.m. and he's already drinking alcohol. It's midnight here. Um, well, it's it's midnight here. So <laughs> <laughs> Ricardo drinking some water, so or vodka, and Charlie drinking, making commercial for Coke. <laughs> Paid sponsorship is real. Thank you for sponsoring us, Coke. I wish we, we were sponsored by Coke. Then we could afford uh, some nicer stuff. <laughs> the paid sponsorship has been made real and Coke is in it. Yes, the dream has been made real. I wish we were sponsored by Richard Mill that, <laughs> that Fluffy Pony is wearing. I'm wearing an Apple Watch. I don't know what you're talking about. Show us your Richard Mill. <laughs> it's an Apple Watch. See you just scratch your Richard Mille with an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be priceless. <laughs> For everything else is MasterCard. I love credit cards. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that later. So anyway, um, when Joe Lubin went on stage at Ethereal, he said the, the dream has been made real, uh, which was, a f and we're all in it, which was a very questionable st statement considering that he just fired a couple hundred people at consensus and uh, Ethereum is basically dumping Ethereum 1 for Ethereum 2. Um, so, so how difficult is it to upgrade one chain to another? I, I, I mean, I can imagine it's like starting from scratch again. That just brings a lot of software issues as well and bugs and potential bugs and stuff like that. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, first off, the guys that got fired were fired because they weren't in the dream. <laughs> the dream was not made real for them. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't dream hard enough. But yeah, it's it's hard to migrate from one chain to another. It's basically, it's like a hard fork. You have to expect that everyone's going to give up their old Ethereum or you find a way to migrate it to the new chain. But it's not really like a hard fork because with a hard fork, you, you'd like change like a small part of, of the software most of the time. 
with 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 this is with this is like entire like do over. Right, but you're still expecting everyone's going to migrate, right? If people don't migrate, then technically you would have the legacy chain alive. I I do think it's very different with Ethereum because basically only Infura needs to update. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like an airdrop, though, right? It's just a airdrop to a new new coin, and then you just kill off the old chain. Well, maybe they'll attack the old chain. They'll turn off the Infura servers that support the old chain. Well, do they still have the mining difficulty bomb? Yeah, but they keep just keep like pushing it back. Yeah, so that I mean that would should theoretically kill off the old chain if that explodes. It's a lot of ifs. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> but because you want to talk about Ethereum 2.0, you have to waste my time reading about it. So you're now an expert on it. Yeah. Okay. So so as I understand it, there's a bacon chain, and then there's <laughs> pieces of bacon on the chain, and they sizzle, and that's the proof of work. Yes, that's correct. But actually, isn't Ethereum 2.0 kind of like liquid? It is. I was going to say that. You stole my line. <laughs> and isn't liquid kind of like EOS? No, it's not. There's something under liquid, which is Bitcoin. Can we not talk about liquid for one show, maybe? No, I mean, watch me sponsor this. You got to give them airtime. Uh. So in, in Ethereum 2.0, you, uh, you have a beacon chain, which is like the Bitcoin main chain. And uh, then you have a shard chain, which is one of the chains where a transaction will take place, which is kind of like a side chain. And then you have other good stuff like uh, an active participant in consensus to propose and test a block. So active validator, I think, is like a liquid functionary that are generating blocks. So maybe the dream is to take existing stuff that someone invented for Bitcoin, rename it, and then... That's how you make it real. Maybe. Or the dream is to get rich. We're all in it. In other words, the Bitcoiners are all, are all in Ethereum because of the renaming of the stuff. I don't think we're in the dream. I'm so confused. We got to ask Joe. <laughs> what Vitalik said, basically, like Ethereum 2.0 will actually bring what they promised back in the white paper. So, uh, or no, it was a yellow paper, I guess. Um, so basically, I was admitting that like Ethereum... One was just like scam. A scam. Yeah. Well, that's toxic, Will Panda. I'm toxic. We're not going to talk about toxicity today. Yes. Well, I mean, they're saying Ethereum 1.0 is alpha, right? Or beta. So 2.0 is going to fix it all. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Um, so, uh, the next topic is credit cards. I think that's relevant. That's my favorite topic. Yeah. Um, when we, for the tickets for MCC, we had like 87%, I believe people, uh, paid with credit cards and 13% with, with, uh, cryptos. Uh, of course, mo most of them, uh, with Bitcoin, but I honestly don't see the issue with paying with credit cards. If that option is available, do you? You're just a horrible Bitcoiner. Well, you're horrible. You're a horrible B-casher. <laughs> I'm a horrible B-casher. That's true. Well, you ideally would want to use what makes sense. If you are earning fiat, then why not spend fiat? And one of the easiest ways to spend fiat is with a credit card. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's also Gresham's law, right? Like it, it drives out the, the bad money. Like you spent your bad money first. And I, I get <laughs> points on my credit card, which I can buy other stuff with. I don't see any issues with it. 
And if if I would have to spend my Bitcoin every time and then buy it again, that's like an extra step. That's what Roger wants you to do. It's not just an extra step, but I mean, the slippage on that is crazy. I will say that it does make total sense if you're earning crypto, then you want to, you know, then paying stuff in crypto makes no difference. But I mean... I think that's the problem, right? Yeah. The problem is we're not earning, or most of us aren't earning in crypto. So if you're earning crypto, then all you have is crypto effectively, right? Or you can make it such that all you have is crypto. Then you want to spend your crypto because that's that's all you have. But if you're earning like US dollar, then like you said, Panda, you want to spend the the bad money and keep the good one, good money. Especially if there's like a loss on like slippage or uh, something else. So uh, that, the, the problem is that we're not earning enough Bitcoin. Basically. Also, I think the, the flip side here is um, the, the huddle mentality doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to spend your crypto. It just means that you're going to pick and choose the situations where you want to spend your crypto. So there might be an instance where you want to spend crypto because, um, you know, the whatever, they don't accept. I, I have it quite often when I purchase stuff uh, overseas and then they don't accept my South African credit card and they want the PayPal account to be in the U.S., and uh, then I'm grateful that I can use crypto to pay for stuff. Um, but outside of that, you would want to just use the thing that's native to your salary. Pretty much. Also, I, I did make a post before, I forgot when, but I was mentioning Gresham's Law. And someone pointed out there's actually the application we're using it in is not exactly Gresham's Law. Gresham's Law is the bad money dries up the good out of circulation. But what we're kind of saying is more like you don't want to spend your good money. You'd rather spend your bad money first. Right. But nothing's being driven out. You just don't want to spend your Bitcoin right away. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So we should call it Excelion's Law. No. De definitely not. Nope. Definitely, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> I tried. I, I mean, I, I paid uh, with Bitcoin a couple of instances. Um for example, at uh, the hackers conference in in Prague, uh, at Paralleli, uh Polis, that they they only accept Bitcoin there or Litecoin for some reason. Who knows why? <laughs> um, so uh, that that was actually the, the the first time that I like actively. I mean, I, I paid for some other stuff before, but that's like uh, for like hamburgers, for drinks, and stuff like that. That's that's I used more Bitcoin there. Uh, then I used like an entire year. You're gonna regret that. It was two years. It, it was two years ago. It was 2017. You're gonna be a Roger of your meme. <laughs> <laughs> Whale Panda doesn't use Bitcoin. I do, but only when uh, that makes sense. Talking about Roger Ver, um, so uh, Bitcoin Cash got 51% attacked after the hard fork. Someone claimed uh, the Segwit coins. And two pools colluded and took them for themselves to distribute distribute them to the righteous owners. So um, what is a righteous owner? How do you, how do you even know who owned them? How, and how do you know it? Yeah, I think they have a way to try to figure out who the coins were sent to, and only the person who received it has the ability to redeem the coins. So so chain, do they get chainalysis involved to try to figure out who owns the coins? <laughs> I don't know, but there were actually some some exchanges that like um, confirmed that they received the coins that were supposedly theirs. So there's that. But so basically there, there was one guy, one miner uh, trying to steal them and then the two pool, pools colluded for, to attack it. 
and user like implement their own uh, transactions and steal them. But it's fine because it's like fine because the, the pools did it. And yeah, I think they just uh, they gave the coins back under the rule of finders keepers. Uh, finders keepers, losers weepers. It's my favorite rule. But I, I think it highlights an important point point that uh, how easy it is to, to attack <laughs> Pcash at this point. Well, it's going to get worse after they have their having. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's arguable if it's an attack, right? So yeah, well, that, that's what they're claiming. They're claiming it's not an attack; it's uh, honest miners working together or something like that. It's like the attack where Tonevay's um, transaction was mined in time. That attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an honest miner trying to do the right thing, right? Trying to help Tonevay's win the bet. Yeah, but the thing was, he didn't need that need help actually. So some other people did it at the conference at the same time, and their transactions got processed too. So it wouldn't have mattered if slush mined or not. But it wasn't today. It was within 24 hours. And he said today by some time zone that was local. And so therefore. Yeah. Malta. They were on Malta. Yeah. But he still won, right? I think it depends on whether you consider today to be 24 hours or today to be within a few hours of the conference when midnight struck. I think the only thing that matters is that Bcash is stupid <laughs> and Roger's a scammer. So uh, any other thoughts on the 51% attack? I mean, we're going to be talking about this all year. It's going to be a lot more. But it definitely does show the kind of the centralization of, of pool mining, right? So, yes, it happened on, on the Bitcoin Cash Network, but it it's possible that it could happen on the Bitcoin or the Litecoin mm-hmm. Network. Where yeah. you take three or four mining pools to, to collude to when they think they're, they're doing something that is good for everyone, right? So uh, they I don't think, think that was po- would be possible in Bitcoin. I mean, you had Binance talking about reorging, and everyone just kind of said no, because they can do it in Bcash because there's so little hash rate. But with Bitcoin, you'd actually risk losing a lot. That's true because if if Bitcoin Cash really does like die from this, they can just go back to mine Bitcoin, and they wouldn't really lose their cash cow, right? Their miners won't be worthless. But if they did this on Bitcoin and really hurt Bitcoin's value, it's going to hurt their their profitability by quite a bit. So yeah, in that sense, yeah. Well, I think their their chance of success on Bitcoin, like two pools, their chance to succeed would be very, very low. I think, yeah, but they, they plan to do this anyways, right? So they, they plan to do this um, sending SegWit coins to whatever, their, whatever their, wherever, wherever they send it, they plan to do this right after the hard fork. It just so happens that someone else was trying to do the same thing, so they just overruled the other person. Yeah. The important thing here is that two of those pools are both uh, Bitmain affiliated. One is owned by Bitmain, and the other one is uh, invested in and controlled by Bitmain. I thought most of the Bitcoin Cash pools were Bitmain affiliated. It was either like Bitmain or Craig Wright, and then they... Well, I don't... Is Roger Veer mining? But I mean, before, before the split, it was like Bitmain, half of it, and then um, Craig Wright, the other half. Yeah. And now it's like they now control their own coins. Okay, t- uh, so you mentioned Binance. So talking about Binance, the Binance Dex is uh, banning twenty-one countries. Oh wait, it- wait, did we mention Binance? Or are you just trying to make up a, a way to transition? No, I, did. I said Binance Reorg. He did a good segue. It was brilliant. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, you mean a good segue? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Binance is gonna ban uh, around twenty something, twenty-eight countries uh, from their Dex. Um, discuss. It just sounds so wrong. <laughs> I had an argument with someone about this. 
their response was it's not um it, it's not a it is a real dex because you can just run a node and you're not banned then or you can use wallets that have native trading built in and then you're not banned um and so therefore it's just the web interface and that's totally normal to do for a dex yes yeah okay i tweeted about it i said the correct way would be to first establish a dao and have the dao decide to ban <sighs> so the DAO, the DAO would ban people from accessing the DEX. So it would be a DAO DEX ban. Mm-hmm. It just sounds funny when it's like company bans people from DEX. If that's the headline. Yeah, but it's not a DEX in the first place. So yes. I mean, it's kind of just... It's, it's non-custodial. It's not a DEX. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just banning people from their non-custodial exchange. Yeah. So then they shouldn't call it a DEX. I mean, that's kind of bastardizing the terminology isn't it of course but but it, it's it's a buzzword yeah i mean <laughs> bitcoin cash shouldn't call themselves bitcoin but what can you do about it well we can call it bcash <laughs> so how, how you want to call the the binance dex no bcash no binance <laughs> the binance non-custodial exchange we should just call it not a dex Finance, not a dex. No dex. Any, anyway, it, it's it's silly to think that it's a, the like the articles, the, the the media outlets still still use uh, call call it a dex. Well, it's not a dex, and it's just like spreading bad information. Basically, don't call it a dex. It's not a dex. Uh, there are not a lot of dexes out there. Are there any actually? Yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, what's it called? Bisc, formerly known as BitSquare. Yeah. Bits. Yeah. BitSquare. They dropped the. U-A-R-E and just went with this. But I guess there's a Q now, right? Yeah. The thing with, I mean, decentralized exchanges are, it's going to be tough, right? To compete against centralized exchanges. Yeah. You have order book issues. Yeah. Which are solved with Liquid. Speed of execution. Of course. Stop mentioning Liquid. Just wait though. Wait for the, wait for the news article saying some DEX was hacked. That'll be the day. There has been, uh, was, uh, what is it? Um, Ether Delta was hacked, wasn't it? Really? I seem to recall they had was the heck. Oh, well, I mean, it was a it was a client side um, it was a client side thing. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I actually used it to Delta for a while. It it worked okay. It it was like for a Dex, it was fine. So it's more complex. It, the, the problem with Dex is it, it's like very complicated to use. I mean, that's most of like Bitcoin and Ethereum and and whatever is is complicated to use. Uh, but yeah. For, not very user friendly. Issue that um, okay, so so you take uh, Bisc as an example. Bisc gets around this by having a dedicated application that you have to download. But anything where it's client side and you are using a web application, there is just I mean, it, having been on that side of trying to protect and secure web interfaces, it's very difficult. And all you need is like is for an attacker to gain access to the underlying infrastructure. Um, and they can serve a poisoned web application um, for ages, long before you even realize it or can stop it. And then they can steal all the money all at once. Yeah. That's why Gridstream Green doesn't have a web app. It's just uh, iOS, Android, and desktop. And again, he managed to shill something from Blockstream. So moving on. <laughs> uh, so Justin Sun paid uh, $4.5 million for... Wait, wait. Uh, what? You should say, speaking of shills, 
<laughs> you got a segue. Come on. Speaking of shills promoting their coins, uh, Justin Sun is paying uh, $4.5 million uh, for a lunch with uh, Warren Buffett. That's really great. I'm proud of Justin. Yeah. Well, some people are proud of him. Um, some people are actively lobbying here to get invited for the lunch. Yeah, because he can bring people with him. He can bring, what, seven people with him? Something like that. He should bring the whole Magical Crypto friends. Well, I saw people like making lists of who he should bring. Yeah. Let's lobby Justin for it. <laughs> He's going to charge us five million. <laughs> he will definitely invite us. We really don't like, we're very supportive of his ideas. Yes. <laughs> I was very supportive. I said, I'm proud of him. <laughs> the other day, didn't they say Justin for president? I mean, oh no, it was was C, it was CZ for president. Never mind. <laughs> I, you know, I can never, I can never remember. Ah, uh, yeah, but 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 CZ was one of the ones that like congratulated him. Of course, they're working very closely together. The, the problem is it legitimizes the scammer, and then you end up with another Craig Wright, an aging Craig Wright. <laughs> I don't think anyone can beat Craig Wright. <laughs> no. Craig Wright is unbeatable on forging. Is on a different level. No one can shamelessly forge evidence like Craig. <laughs> well, he he was already copying like the, the white paper. The Tron white paper was already copied, so he's well on his way. And he's only twenty-eight, so he still has a long way to go. He's got room to learn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the time that he is as old as Craig Wright, I have no idea how old he is, but yeah. Man. Who knows? Probably Tron 4.0 by then. Anyway, it's silly and it's scammy and he's probably one of the worst possible people who could represent uh, crypto at this point. Yeah. But then again... Um, who cares? He's meeting Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett hates Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my next point. Like, Warren Buffett... What is he trying to do? I mean, that's... Is he trying to convince Warren Buffett to invest in Bitcoin or trying to change his mind, which will never happen? It'll never happen. I would, I would find it very amusing though if Warren Buffett were convinced to invest in Tron. <laughs> Actually, Barry Silver tweeted that to me. <laughs> that would be funny, but that would be sad. I would, I would, uh, yeah, that would be the funniest. I hope that actually happens. Yeah, I mean, normally when people, I mean, I think Warren Buffett has done like many of these like charity lunches, right? Yeah. Probably not for four point five million dollars, but most of these are people who really want to learn from Warren Buffett on how to. Um, invest, right? The traditional investment kind of thing. I bet Warren Buffett probably never encountered someone willing to pay that much money just to take a selfie and use it to pump their coin. I, I must say, I have to give it to Justin. He is very good at figuring out um, how to attract attention, and and like from a, yeah, because we're talking about it from a marketing perspective. The dude's a genius. He really is. Yeah. I mean, he made an announcement of this announcement like a couple of days is ago. Is it really right. genius? If you have an unlimited marketing budget, you can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, but you still need to know what buttons to press. You know, he's yeah. he's pushing the right buttons. If you gave me an unlimited budget, I could do better than that. I would send Tron to the moon, literally. To the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if, if you had an unlimited budget, you'd still just be shilling liquid and Blockstream Explorer. But I would do it on a bigger level, bigger scale. Magical crypto family. Uh huh. The dream has been made real, and you're all in it. I might rent an ocean liner or something. <laughs> uh, 
I, I just think it's sad. Like he got all his money from dumping uh, Tron and BTT, BitTorrent's token on on innocent dumb noobs, and now he's using that money to have a selfie with Warren Buffett. Yeah, it's just sad. How much money does he have? I mean, he's he spent like millions buying BitTorrent and then spent. He did like a twenty million dollar giveaway, or did that not happen? Who knows? And then like the Tesla giveaway, and he's spent a lot of money. BitTorrent also like pumped like crazy, or like at, at least um, with the ICO. So he could have dumped a lot of it. So he made a lot of money. Well, he, I mean, he has two tokens, right? He has the TRX and the BTT. So yeah, that's so. Moving on, Samson wanted to talk about freedom dividends. Yeah, because Charlie's going to meet Andrew Yang. Yeah, I'm going to meet him for to talk about crypto or something. We'll see. Why did... Okay, okay, no, wait. So why didn't you manage to get him to for uh, MCC? That really sucks. I mean, it was my idea first, and then, like, consensus po- poached him, basically. Um, I'm still I just, grumpy about that. I just that. got introduced to him recently. So. <laughs> Charlie's going to use him to pump Litecoin. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a, how, how much did you pay for lunch? Was it like one, two million? Maybe, uh, maybe I should make an announcement of, of an announcement. Maybe the freedom dividend is going to get paid in Litecoin. By the time this show airs, <laughs> you guys would have known what I did. Maybe nothing. <laughs> at, at least make it like a, a selfie with him. Wearing a Litecoin, wearing his cap. Oh, g- give him the hat, yeah. He has a pretty pretty fun hat. He's, he's going to compete with you, Samson, in the hat business. What's his hat? It says math. Stands for made up. Make America try harder, think harder. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that. You don't like it? You like Blockchain Spy better? It's not clever. People will just think it says math. It does say math. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> see? See? It's not clever at all. But yeah, I tell Andrew, I don't like the freedom dividend. I think it's just a... Uh... Wait, you know Andrew? No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I misheard you. I thought you said I told Andrew you don't like the freedom. Dividend. No, I said go tell Andrew. Oh, go tell Andrew. Okay. Freedom dividend is stupid. I think it's just a band aid solution on your American problems. <laughs> My American problems. Oh yeah. I, ooh. <laughs> really? It's like the the financial system is broken. A lot of things are broken, and now you want to give free money. So what if you have like another candidate? Like he's giving what a thousand a month. And yet, what if you have another candidate offering two thousand a month? Is that guy going to win the election? Um, I don't know. Justin Sun might offer two thousand a month. <laughs> yeah, see, you're getting into dangerous territory. You're setting a very dangerous precedent. I think it's an interesting idea. Um, the universal basic income, but it doesn't help anything because you're going to give everyone money, free money. It's basically an airdrop, and prices are just going to go up. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> probably won't go into details on this show, but yeah. Look, I mean, so, so having been exposed to poverty as much as I have been in Southern Africa, I've been exposed to people who are, they're, they're not poor due to stupidity or whatever. It's circumstantial and it's circumstances they can't dig themselves out of. Um, and maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm not strong enough on the economics to know how things would play out under UBI, but I, my, I do feel for them and, and I could imagine that UBI would at least help them to survive. Uh, I mean, I read an article just yesterday, or was it this morning, that said 14 million people in South Africa alone go to bed hungry every night. 
I mean, that's like the, the numbers are insane. Right. But where's the money come from? Well, he's going to, Andrew Yang's plan is to tax like the companies that are, they're making money from all this automation, right? He's trying to fight all the jobs that are being lost to automation, to robots. Okay. And then what are those companies going to do? Um, well, they're making a lot of money, so they're going to get taxed more. Or they're going to raise their prices. Yeah, sure. But they're going to lose. I mean, they still have to compete in the market, right? So I don't know. I just think it's not going to end well. Yeah. Also, like, um, what's going to happen to like the some of the jobs that no one wants to do anymore because they get paid anyway? They don't have to do it. I mean, it's a, it's a supplementary income, right? It's not like you see enough money to to not have a job. I guess it depends where you live and how you live. It'd be better if he just pegged the U.S. dollar to Bitcoin. That will solve your problem, long run. Not really. Why would that solve the problem? Because then you're back to like a gold standard. You can't just print money. Um, then he should just be using, like, just kill the U.S. dollar and just use Bitcoin as a base currency. Sure, that works too. Why can't he just use Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> he should. Go tell him. <laughs> and talking about Tether, um, so MCC 2020, do we have any announcements yet for MCC 2020? We, we're announcing that we're going to make an announcement. We're planning to do an announcement of an announcement. Sounds familiar? We did decide some stuff, right? We decided we're going to keep it in New York. So, yes, we, we decided we, we're going to keep next year in New York, uh, probably another venue, probably bigger. Uh, we don't know yet where. We don't know yet when. Probably, again, the weekend before uh, consensus. Depends on consensus dates. But, yeah, because it depends on consensus dates. And we don't know, like, maybe Friday, Saturday instead of Saturday, Sunday. So if it's, again, Mother Day, uh, people can still come. And other than that... We decided Rick's going to actually do work this time? Uh, no, we decided we're all going to um, come as robots this time instead of just me. Because that was unfair. Yeah, it, it, it looked very cool to be a robot there. It was cool. We decided the three of us will be robots and Rick was the only, only one there. Nice. I, yes. I can work with that. So I don't have to spend my entire morning stuffing goodie bags... With a lot of help from people, but not from uh, Charlie or Samson. But Samson was sleeping in. It was just the volunteers and me. I was there. I was there. <laughs> late. Also late. This is how you know who's in charge. <laughs> no. No. And also, like, the second day, like, Samson um, was like, oh, maybe I'll come in the afternoon. Now we know who's a peon in the group. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> the person in charge didn't even show up to the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, I did most of the organizing, so I, I think I deserved a morning. What? Off. What? Who, like, uh, went to all the speakers, sponsors, did agenda and everything? I thought Whale Panda worked particularly hard. I don't know if I can agree that Samson did most of the organizing. <laughs> no. I did do most of the organizing. He did not do most of the organizing. Okay, well, let's see what I did. I handled the streaming. Oh. Sound. All the swag. That's, that's 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 like literally two days of, of like a bit of work. That's a ton hmm. of work. Well, I did the previous okay. four months. We shouldn't be but, fighting, okay? Because I think we can all agree Ricardo didn't do <laughs> jack. Uh, yeah, but that no. What I did do is I made sure that the dream was made real and that you were all in it. Well, Ricardo was supposed to um, moderate the, the, the live stream chat. I don't know. If I you did. Actually I was did on the live stream chat the whole time. Like a like, I uh, people didn't believe it was me at first, but then I was like, "It's me." 
What? Look at my watch. Look at my watch. <laughs> <laughs> how was it? How was the live stream chat? It was fine. I mean, like, uh, there were a few people trolling, but it was. I mean, it was largely okay. Um, some good questions that um, would have been interesting to actually pass on uh, if we did. We were doing Q and A. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was great. I enjoyed it. So do you have any other announcements for MCC 2020? I, I guess there will be tokens, like uh, the coins again. Um, Issued on liquid. And if you collect enough, maybe in a couple of years, you will get a free, like you can use them to get a free ticket. So you mean or like something? Dis- I don't know. destroy the coin to get a free ticket? Why not? Because it's valuable. It's collectors. You don't want to... Yeah, it makes the other coins go up in value, though, so it's fine. Yeah, it does. That's true. And potentially we'll do another other one, a smaller one than in Asia, because we were talking about it before that we were going to do the next one in Asia, but we got so much good feedback. Like people were really happy that we had, uh, or that they had a Bitcoin focused event at, in New York during blockchain week with good lineup and everything. Um, so they basically begged us to do it, do it again in New York. We'll see, next year. We'll see when we go and ask sponsors for money. That's when we'll really decide. Yes. So a lot of people, a lot of spons- potential sponsors now said, ah, oh, we will definitely commit next year. Um, but we know how it goes. It's always different. Like a signature first. It's always different when you got to yeah. open the purse. They always say that. Yeah, they always say that. Not this year, but next and year for sure. What we should have done was take, took their money on the spot when they say we're going to sponsor next year. We should have had an address ready. Give me the cash. <laughs> Um, ah, and of course, uh, we will sell more stuff at MCC 2020, but also maybe on the web shop, maybe sometime soon, like plush toys. So many people have requested plush just toys. after the podcasts go up, then the web shop will also go live and the new short will also go up at the same time. So that's MCC 2022. Yeah. By the time you're watching this show, the web shop is live already. You can click on this link. <laughs> we try <laughs> we tried that route with the short, remember? We kept saying, like, by the time the show goes live. But no, it's true. Click on this link to go to the web shop. <laughs> it's, it's so close, okay? The merchandise is there in the U.S. We just have to move it from one warehouse to another. Which really sounds very simple. It's not. It's complicated. There's logistics involved. I thought you were taking care of everything. Hope is taking care of it. You said that you're doing so much, but... You can't even move a couple of boxes to another warehouse. Ooh. Yeah, but Hope is busy with Infinite Fleet stuff. Oh, no. Oh, he's shilling something else that he's working on. He managed to throw that in there. You know what? I'm just going to stop talking about Globy every episode. <laughs> you can. <laughs> That's funny. Globy. Globy, 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 Globy. What is Globy? Payment gateway. Well, Globy had, had the biggest boot at MCC, so we're yeah. thankful for Globy. Globy, Globy sponsored more than uh, Blockstream did. Just saying. Way more. But Blockstream produced, like, gave so many people to give talks. That was our contribution. What? That's not a contribution? Yeah. That's a, that's a privilege. That's a privilege. <laughs> Without Blockstream, you wouldn't have had as many awesome talks. <laughs> Without Globy, we wouldn't have had a conference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, so... Last serious topic, uh, local Bitcoins uh, banned cash trades. So they quietly removed uh, the option to do like in-person cash trades. For regulatory reasons, I assume. From their website. 
which is a big issue because that was the whole point of local, local bitcoins. Well, not the whole point, but so first they implement KYC AML last year, I believe, and now they're doing this. So they're going down the shapeshift route to. There's no point for local bitcoins if you can't do cash trades, right? Exactly. I mean, if they have KYC, they have online trading. Then what's the point of doing local bitcoins? It's just a bad exchange, then, right? Yeah, it's just a horror. Just a yeah, bad... they they're going down down the shapeshift route. They're like completely useless now. Yeah, well, I could see the reason why they would do it because I I remember reading about some robberies uh, when people try to do an in in person cash trade, someone would get mugged. So maybe that's a reason, but it's still a bad bad decision, I think. That that's why you do it in a public place, in like a Starbucks or something like but, but that. But to, to be fair, local bitcoins has been. Uh, has been going down a weird road for a long time. Um, they, they completely banned local bitcoins, uh, access in Germany. And, uh, then they started insisting on KYC, um, AML for everyone. Yeah. I, not a, not a big fan of where they're going. Me neither. But I mean, local bitcoins should be like a decentralized, like solution, right? Yeah. Where people use it, use this tool. To meet up and trade bitcoins for cash yeah. or whatever, and then not that tool should not be dictating like KYC or like banning people or banning countries. The problem with local bitcoins is they act as an escrow service, and so then that that makes them that's true. You know, forces regulatory intervention. And the only reason why they do that, I think, is because they want to make money. They want to take a cut of the escrow. Yeah, because by by the way, I mean, uh, Bisc works in the same model. Bisc also. The, you know, uses uh, multi-sig and a number of other things to create an escrow-based um, peer-to-peer transaction, but it just doesn't involve um, like some sort of centralized party. Um, and, and BISC's got this whole model where if there, if there's a, like it's contested, like the person didn't receive their Bitcoin or the other person didn't receive their uh, bank transfer, or whatever, that it can actually go to like uh, like arbitration almost, um, and uh, the way that those arbitrators are selected is decentralized. There's a whole thing, so it's not like local bitcoins couldn't have pursued that model. They just chose not to, precisely for what I uh, what I assume are the same reasons that Charlie mentioned that uh, they wanted to make money. Well, at least Roger Ver is cashing in and cloning it. That's true. Local.bitcoin.com, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's horrible. One one other good alternative is Hodl Hodl. They also like don't do KYC AML. They they did ban um or geofenced uh US, but other than that, you can still use it for cash trades. Yeah, I remember um way back when I used to use local Bitcoin for in person trades. Um, but then they started doing an escrow and they started making like you have to use their escrow, right? There's yeah. no way you can do trades outside of their escrow. Which, like, to me, defeats the whole purpose of local trading. So, so you went to public places with a big bag of cash, a small, a small bag of cash. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, yeah, it's kind of. I was telling, I told this story right where you um, try to buy some bitcoins and using cash, and then you just sit there waiting for a confirmation, and then um, in a public place, trying to see if this guy is trying to scam you, trying to double spend your bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I never did that actually never traded like in person but but anyway a cash is is more difficult to handle here in europe as well we have a lot of uh, restrictions on it 
if, if you're going to deposit like a thousand euros in cash, they're going to ask questions where it's coming from and stuff like that. So it's the same in the US. I mean, I think it's like 10,000, but... Yeah, see, that's 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 quite a difference. <laughs> I guess. It's still pretty ridiculous. I mean, you cannot even... If you go to the, sh the shop, I think the maximum amount you're allowed to pay in cash is like 3,000 euros. And and that's why we're one, still one of the like uh, countries in Europe with a higher limit. So you, you have a couple... That have uh, less than thousand, even I believe. So they're trying to ban cash. Okay, so let's all move on to the questions from our fans. How are STOs on Liquid less scammy than the ones on Ethereum? From Vlad. Hmm. So with an STO, like for example, the one I'm doing for Infinite Fleet, it's different because you're selling you're selling the tokens to accredited investors. With a typical ICO, they're selling to normal retail investors that may not understand or may not have enough money to invest in, in investing their life savings. But typically, whether you agree with it or not. I think you're answering, you're answering the wrong question, though. The real, the real question is, does Liquid prevent anyone from launching a completely scammy ICO? I was getting there. So okay. Liquid is just a blockchain. It doesn't actually prevent anything. You can technically still have someone do a scammy ICO on Liquid. It's totally like possible. Like the Infinite Fleet ICO? <laughs> no, we're a security token. So I think you still need to look at the, the project itself. But you know there are protections afforded to you when you're dealing with the security. Like you're legally protected as an investor. So that's why I think STOs are interesting. And I think we're going to see a lot more traction in this space. I, I agree that STOs are interesting. I think it's just important to note that if Ethereum hadn't existed and Liquid had been launched instead, that we probably would still have had the ICO craze and it would have been on Liquid in instead of on Ethereum. Probably. Yeah. And it would have pumped Bitcoin way higher. Yeah. And everyone would be saying Liquid is for DeFi. Maybe it is. So so basically, it's, it's all Blockstream's fault for not uh, launching Liquid earlier. It is true. You could say that, I guess. It was vaporware for like... Three years. But, well, we, it takes time, actually, to develop something that's secure and robust, not just something made of JavaScript and prints money. <laughs> Is that the stab at Ethereum? I didn't say that. That would be toxic. <laughs> I was generalizing. Okay, next question. How would you feel about Bitcoin's primary utility becoming a store of value as opposed to a currency? It seems like more mainstream media personalities are st starting to echo this. I still see, I honestly see it more as a store of value at the moment. And, and liquid, uh, not liquid. Why am I, see, now you, you're messing with me. Uh, lightning is, is the you mean, you mean Litecoin. Like, <laughs> no, I, I never talk about Litecoin. I mean, lightning. Well, Bitcoin can be everything at once. It's different than, say, gold as a store of value, right? Gold as a store of value won't really change. You can have paper certificates or instruments on top of it, but, it's still a store of value in the end, and everything else is just kind of attached to it. But with Bitcoin, you can actually use it as a currency, like say in, in Liquid, it can be a medium of uh, exchange, and it can move around really quickly. So I think uh, Bitcoin can, can be everything. It's just, what is it best for at the base layer right now? It's store of value and wealth transfer. So you can move hundreds of million dollars for very cheap relatively right like 200 million for five dollars or for a dollar that's possible with bitcoin so it's still going to be 
functioning like that at the base layer. Okay. Okay. What what should we expect from uh, Tether Lightning uh, launching on the Lightning network? So that's an interesting one. So so Tether announced that they will start using uh, Tether on Lightning. So how does that actually work? I don't know. I didn't really see much on it except for that announcement. Right. It's not clear what how they plan to implement Tether in Lightning, or sorry, Lightning Tether. Okay. So no one has an idea. No idea. No idea. What does that even mean? Well, well, I can speculate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way I would do it is I would issue Tether in Liquid, which is in the plans, but we can actually run a Lightning network on a Liquid asset. So for the Liquid Tether, or uh, sorry, LUSDT or whatever we end up calling it, you would have that powering a Lightning network because Lightning network will need capacity. So you need people holding that USDT or LUSDT. So if you have enough people holding LUSDT, then you can actually have channels open with everyone and transact frictionlessly. But if if Tether is on Liquid, why do you need Lightning? Because there's still fees in Liquid that for every transaction, you still need to pay fees. The fees are estimated the same way as Bitcoin. So it's not frictionless and it's not instantaneous. You still need like one to two minutes. So if you have Lightning on a Liquid asset, it's going to be almost free and instantaneous like Lightning on Bitcoin. Okay, so, so basically... Um... Lightning Tether is liquid Lightning Tether. Yeah. That's your theory. That's how I would do it. The problem is you will need the liquidity and the um, the network effect. Yes, right? correct. That's that's the hard part. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, there's another part to the question. Yeah, but, but that, that's not really relevant. The question is, wh- when should we expect non-custodial Lightning Vaults? I mean, there are already uh, non-custodial yeah, there's, Lightning there's Vaults. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. The, the problem is that um, I think the non-custodial Lightning Wallets because they're slightly harder to use or slightly more complicated or whatever, that there's this perception that's being created that the uh, custodial wallets are so much easier to use and everyone's using them. And that's not the case. Yeah. So so Roger Ver tweeted yesterday that 99.99% of the Lightning uh, users are using a custodial wallet. I love that exact figure. So, uh, but actually, okay. So th- those are nice statistics that he just that he just made up. Someone, someone did the math for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like one in ten thousand users use non-custodial. Does he not know that eighty-three percent of all statistics are made up? No, no. Wait, let, let, let's 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 talk about this. So, Samson, you have a uh, custodial or non-custodial Lightning wallet? I have both. You have a Casa Note. I have both. No, I have a C Lightning node, but I also have Blue Wallet on my phone. So I, I think the question's asking, when can we expect non-custodial mobile wallets? I think that's what he wants to know. Because a lot of people that run a, a Bitcoin node, they'll run like a C Lightning node and it's non-custodial. But people that only use like SPV wallets on their phone, they're probably going to end up using Blue Wallet or something custodial. No, so what I, my point was, I guess all four of us... Uh, have a non non custodial wallet. Yeah. So sure, it's right there. It's hundred percent. Hundred percent of people are not are not using non custodial. <laughs> point. So for every yes. one of us, there's ten thousand people that are using. No, custodial. that's not how it works. I, I just did a test with the four of us, and hundred percent of us have a non custodial wallet. I agree with Will Panda's scientific methodology. Therefore, we should tweet about it. One hundred percent of users will be using non custodial. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning wallets. <laughs> Yes, but probably he's talking about the mobile wallets in the question. Speaking speaking of mobile wallets, 
Oh, jeez. Oh, come on, no blocks in green. Yeah, here we go again. No, read the next question. Read the next question. I'm segueing. Okay. okay. Speaking of uh, mobile wallets, any news on uh, new uh, LTC mobile wallets? Will it also support BTC, LTC, and Lightning? Um, when should we expect the implementation of... Ah, oh, that's a different question. When should we uh, expect the implementation of the confidential transactions for Lightning Coin? So first, any new mobile wallets, Charlie? I think he's talking about a wallet that one of the developers, Loshan, is working on. I actually don't know too much about this wallet that he's working on, but it's supposed to be a pretty cool um, Lightning wallet. That supports Litecoin. I think Bitcoin also. I'm not sure. Um, no ET on that. But stay so tuned. this is like a pre-announcement. Okay. Yeah, I'll make an announcement of an announcement when it's almost going to happen. That would that would be a good idea. That's how it works. Yeah. Second part of the question is basically when confidential transactions on Litecoin. Yes. Well, I mean, we've been working on looking into doing Mimblewimble, which is which has confidential transactions. But um, been busy. It's going to take some time. Stay tuned. You're busy. What what the hell do you do all day? <laughs> Watching TV. <laughs> Stuff. Very busy. <laughs> There's actually we actually have a big announcement coming for Litecoin. Oh, announcement! Ooh. Litecoin 2.0. By the time this show airs, it's probably already announced. So yay! Is it is it that you're having lunch with Bill Gates? Oh, that'd be cool. He should pay me fifty. Four mil or whatever, he should pay me four million dollars to have lunch with me. <laughs> actually, actually, um, what Charlie is really doing uh, in his spare time is writing Game of Thrones fan fiction, <laughs> replacing season eight. It should be. That was a horrible season. Horrible. <laughs> it was fine. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. Okay. Um. So, if we have any more announcements or pre-announcements. I guess it's the end of the show. Oh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. It's mirrored. Or you can listen to our podcast on iTunes and all the Spotify. Spotify. I, I, no, iTunes is, is, is going out of business. Oh, that's true. iTunes is dead. Yeah, so don't forget to listen to it on the podcast app on your iPhone. Spotify. Okay, so thank you for the show and we'll see you in a month. Yeah, maybe. Bye. Well, you'll see us in a month. We won't see you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Unless they send us pictures. Please don't send us pictures. <laughs> send Will Panda your pictures if you want. He no, likes no, 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 no. That's why my DMs are closed. <laughs> um, but probably Samsung's are open. Send us Samsung. Mm, no, they're not. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Beep, 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 beep.